The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off 
stood all men as God's chosen ones, heaven and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you all must, you also must forgive. And above all, put on Philippians chapter 2, verses 
Jesus, exalted because of his, his faithful obedience to the Father, he living the perfect life, dying the death that the Father demanded for the payment of, of, of the sin of mankind. Those who put their faith in Christ in Christ. Because of what Christ has done, God has seated him now in that place of glory and authority of his right hand. So therefore, the thing we need to understand when we're talking about Jesus as Lord is that we don't make Jesus Lord. Jesus already is Lord because of who he is. So when we're talking about this today, Jesus being Lord of our lives, we need to remember that it's not us who make him that. Jesus already is that. But the choice is for us is whether or not we choose to submit to his rightful rule over us or reject it. Of course, in submitting to Jesus as Lord, it means, as I said, that there is indeed an appropriate way of life for the believer. Paul goes on to speak about it in verses 5 through to 17 of that passage where he says, there are things that we should put off in our lives, like taking off a, a set of clothes. We need to put off things you know, which is the things which are earthly, and he talks about sexual immorality and impurities and things like that, and anger and wrath and malice and slander, you know, and lying to one another. He says those things they're just not they're just not right for the for the child of God. And then he says instead of those things, you can put on a different kind of clothing: compassionate hearts and kindness and humility and meekness and patience and so forth. See, the life of, 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 of Christian discipleship is meant to be one which is, which is subjected to Christ and characterized by Christ-like behavior as the Spirit works that out in us and through us. It's a life lived in humble obedience to Jesus. A life lived in humble obedience to Him that seeks His glory and point others to his sovereign authority and power and goodness. And so for us to submit to the rightful lordship of Christ in every aspect of our lives. It says in verse 17, and whatever you do, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything we do, every aspect of our lives, is meant to reflect the glory of Jesus and to seek His glory in our lives, to, to lift Him up and for our work. And therefore, it's not right for the believer to, to compartmentalize our lives, you know, to keep sections of our lives separate from our Christian faith, our Christian walk with Jesus. We're not to compartmentalize our lives and ignore Jesus' commands in some areas of our life to disobey him in others. No, every aspect of our life. You know, it's, I was um, you know, just sort of thinking through this the other day with uh, when talking to someone about it. And, you know, the, 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 the danger for us as, as, as Christians is that we can, you know, we can, you know, we can sort of put our Christian life sort of like in this little box and we can put, you know, the rest, of the other parts of our lives in these other little boxes. But that, for the Christian disciple, that just does not cut it. Because as a, as a follower of Jesus, we are a follower of Jesus in every single aspect of our lives. And Jesus 
authority is to come out of every single part of our lives. And today, particularly, we're going to be looking at what that looks like in the context of our family life. The family support comes in all kinds of different forms today. And then the typical nuclear family of, of dad and mum and kids is certainly becoming less the norm, isn't it? Uh, also conscious today as well as I, as I preach this message, but also as I was preparing this message, I'm conscious that there are those who, for whatever reason, never get to, never get to experience getting married or having a family of their own. And I just want to just quickly address that, because there's a passage in 1 Corinthians 7 where the Apostle Paul points out the virtuousness the, 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 the of actually living a godly single life. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 7. If you're not sure where that is, you can follow along on the screen behind me. I want to read to you first the first verses 7 through 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Apostle Paul writing again says, You know, I wish that all were as I myself am. But each has his own, his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Because there is no biblical directive as to a person having to get married or to remain single. In fact, Paul is saying, you know, I'm not issuing commands here. He says, you know, he says, I wish that all were as I myself am. Paul says in this, he says, it can be easier for the single person, in fact, to be more devoted to God and his kingdom purposes than the married person. For the married person has other things that can distract him. Going on in that passage a little bit further in verses 32 to verse 35, it says, All right, I want you to be free from anxiety. The unmarried man, or woman, is anxious about the things of the Lord and how to please the Lord. But the married man or person is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife in terms of the man, maybe the husband in terms of the wife, and their interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. So when we're talking about the concept of family life, I want to, to, to address this specifically straight up this whole aspect of what it means to be a single person following God. And here in this passage we see that in God's eyes, singleness can actually be a great blessing. For those who choose to get married, God has designed, or God has a good design, which he lays out in uh, a couple of other passages. This passage in Colossians 3, but also in Ephesians 5. So we're going to focus, as I said, on this this, uh, this, this uh, start here in Colossians 3, and we're going to open up to Ephesians 5 in a minute. So if you're looking at it, if you go back a few pages, you can put your thumb on Ephesians 5 there as well. In this passage in, in Colossians 3, verses 18, 19, 20, and 21, Paul begins with husbands and wives, and goes on to speak about 
So we have to use forms of discipline that are not excessively severe, that are not abusive, that are not unjust, not humiliating. Look at this here, let me just say it in here, so it's just what not to be done. When my eldest daughter was about uh, three, I think, about three, I remember one day she had pushed all my buttons to the point I was just getting stuck. And she just would not do what she was told. Anyway, I said to her, I said, right, if you don't do this, there'll be no television for a whole day. Well, she just carried on like she didn't believe it. It's such a behavior that works. And I said, right, that's two days. She kept going, right, that's three days. We got to 32 days. when your wife is at home with a child and you're away at work and you've got to deal with that. Dad, we love saying mom, we lovingly discipline your children. Do it with grace. Do it with love. But do it with firmness. With a, with a discipline in our children. And God disciplines us. God disciplines us because He loves us. Discipline is for our good. Children, if you're here in the auditorium today, can I say this? Open up your ears right now. Discipline is good. It is good for you. It trains, in fact, it is good for all of us. All of us have to undergo discipline. It trains us and it shapes us and it prepares us for the challenging life in which we live. So when parents are disciplining children, please don't fight against it. I know you will. Because the parents love you. Parents together are probably quicker to train up your children. Train up your children in the ways of the Lord. Because in that we should we should we should view our family. Ultimately, as discipleship group, shouldn't we? Have you ever thought about your family being a discipleship group? That you are disciples of Jesus Christ together? Because that's God's picture for the family unit. A small discipleship group where you are all learning to follow Christ together. through which Jesus advances his gospel and his kingdom. Andreas Kostenberg says in his book, Imagine Family, the burning fire in the heart of every Christian parent should be introducing their children to a personal relationship with Jesus and helping them to live under his roof. Now, then I just mentioned this is nearly obvious. Before I get on, on to your responsibilities in this family relationship, I want to point out this, is that you know, Jesus affirms marriage and family as well as he does singleness. But both marriage and family can all too quickly become, can, they can all too quickly become an idol that we worship instead of God. I'm sure you can think of, of instances maybe in your own context or maybe even families around you where family has become the idol. Family has become the thing 
that becomes worship. And the things of God get put aside and suddenly is exalted. You need to be careful about that. Because the gospel frequently quotes Jesus as saying that a believer's relationship with him takes priority even over our closest family relationship. When I received a friend of mine with Mary Patel, I remember the pastor telling me, he said, Duncan, he said, you have got to love Jesus more than you love Paul. And that kind of took me back to society until I sort of thought more about it. It's basically the same with any kind of issue with any of our family relationships, any of our closest relationships. Jesus has got to come first. He's got to come before any of our family. Matthew 10, 37, Jesus said, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. It's pretty straightforward words from Jesus, aren't they? And when it comes to children, the Bible says, Kids, you are to honor your father and mother. And honoring your father and mother is, is, is certainly doing that in, in, in word and action. It's having this inward attitude of respect for them. That Greek word for honor means to, to revere, to prize, and to value. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 puts it this way. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And I guarantee, children, yes, if you obey your parents, you'll certainly live a long time. Good design. That's, 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 that's where we 
separation, domestic violence, child abuse, elder abuse, the loss of a child or a child through death, the inability to have children, you know, all of these things and many others, they all bring a, you know, varied and significant challenges to fulfilling God's design for family. But it would have been such scenarios that I've just mentioned that God's greater family is church and provide love and care and mercy and support. It is also in the church where where people who have no other family can find a place where they too can truly belong and experience the love and connection that they might not find anywhere else. This incredible responsibility and privilege of being able to show the world what a truly loving and nurturing environment of family can be, where grace and forgiveness are practiced in a way which is so totally different to the world, where discipline is enacted, where, where we're looking out for one another. Where we're not only encouraging one another in the Lord, but we're also iron, sharp, and dying. We're also speaking the truth to one another in love. And, you know, we've got people who have got other brothers and sisters in Christ around us who have given permission to them to speak into our lives and say, hey, you know, if you see me going off the rails, I want you to tell me. I want you to pull me up.
says, this is what it means to be in the spirit of the Father of Jesus Christ. This is what it means to be one. It's to be the Jesus of the Lord. Father, we now. It's an awful lot to put a part in there this morning. Lord, the overall context is clearly that, Lord, you are indeed one who, who has authority of all things. And that we don't make you, Lord, you already are, Lord. And that, Father, we are to come before Jesus and we are to bow our knees. Lord, we are to humble ourselves before you. And to say, not why, Lord, but your will be done in our life, Lord. Help us to do that. Lord, in the context specifically of our families, for the wives, Lord, I pray that you help them to submit to their husbands as well. For the husbands, I pray, Lord, that you help them to love their wives with Christ's love. For parents, I pray, Lord, that you help them to, to raise their children with, with godly discipline, with love and nurturing. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.